0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Sight Screen Cricket Journal podcast. Today's episode features a fantastically wide-ranging conversation with Haseeb Hamid. The eagle-eyed amongst you will notice that the last few episodes of the podcast are actually videocasts, or vodcasts as the cool kids call them, so do check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel Sight Screen Cricket Journal to view the videos. And of course, there's a website, sitescreencricketjournal.com, and Twitter handle, sitescreencj, for more news and views. Enjoy the podcast. I'm delighted to be speaking to Haseeb Hamid today, England Test player. But actually, my excitement levels almost off the scale today because uh, it's the first day that international cricket has resumed after so many months of. Uh, of waiting. So yeah, it's a joyous occasional round. But um, Haseeb, thank you so much for for joining us today.
1: pleasure, Talheed. Thanks for having me.
0: The international season has finally resumed, which is great news. Uh, The first class season will resume in uh, about three weeks time, the 1st of August. So presumably you're back in sort of full training at the moment.
1: We are now, yeah, we um we started last week, um, last week we had half a week where we started training again from July the 1st, um, just to get back into the swing of things and it's, yeah, it's full on from now through to August now in preparation for the season, so um, it's been good to be back, um, obviously it's been a long break um, since lockdown began and we probably had close to, because three months in the end, uh, without any without any cricket so um, no It's it's been good to be back and be with the lads again and be with everyone here at Treadbridge uh, which is an awesome place to play and um, thankfully things have gone gone well so far.
0: Obviously you've moved counties over, over the winter from Lanx to Nott. Um has this kind of been the first opportunity for you to, to kind of meet up with your new teammates?
1: So um, no um, after I signed um, I had the opportunity to spend the winter training training with them, which was nice actually so um yeah, so I probably started training in i think it was November or december time um, so did a lot of work indoors and then from February onwards we had we had a tent put up actually at our second round, uh, which is called lady bay um so we were practically on gla- on on grass um with obviously a marquee over us to to be able to play in all weather conditions. Um, but we were quite lucky in that sense. So we were able to prepare quite, quite well. And the team were in a good position going into the start of what would have been the normal season. Um, so I guess it was quite unfortunate that this happened at the time that it did. But um, but no, obviously these these last five or six days that lads have been bad together has been has been good. And um, they seem to have kind of kicked on from where we, we left off. Pre pre lockdown, which has been good. So hopefully we can continue doing that um, over these next three weeks and um, be ready for the season come August first.
0: I'm sure I'm sure everyone must be kind of relieved to be sort of hitting balls again rather than kind of just doing uh, YouTube workouts at home and all the other stuff that, that yeah. we've been doing during lockdown. Um, interesting interested to know kind of why you chose to, to move to knots in particular over over the winter rather than other counties i'm sure lots of other counties were, were kind of keen to, to kind of have you um
1: <clears throat> so i'd say there were quite there were a number of different reasons as to why i chose knots um i think peter moore's head coach was quite a big pull in terms of um the quality and the pedigree that he has as a, as a coach having worked with some of the best players in the game. Um, And also I was, I was at Lance when he was coach there and he got me involved in a few professional sessions, even when I was um, still on the Academy and on a scholarship at the age of 16, he had me in training with the pros, which, you know, which was a great opportunity for me um, and something that I really relished and enjoyed at the time. Um, And just knowing him um, I think helped as well I think he I think he knows me he knows my game he knows um, what makes me tick um, and how to get the best out of me I feel so um, it's been really good working with him again over these last few months um, since I've signed and also I think the other thing was obviously not got relegated last year but um, they've got a lot of they've got a lovely mix actually of Young players that um, that have been in and around the England setup. They've played England Lions. You've got guys like Ben Duckett, Joe Clark, um, who have been involved in various England setups. Obviously, you've got Stuart Broad and Alex Hales, who have been part of the main team for um, for quite a few, you know, for for a while as well. Um, and that that mix was something that excited me to be able to be involved in something that I thought was was building towards the future um, and I think the club were hungry to put their wrongs right because you know it's not so a division one club and obviously relegation hurt everyone and the impression that I got at the time was that they they knew where they belonged and they were very keen to put put things right and that was something that I wanted to be part of.
0: Absolutely. And I mean looking at that batting lineup, like you say, I think you're part of this this kind of real exciting kind of young young uh, batting lineup, like you say, you've got Joe Clark there, Ben Duckett, who who you've kind of actually uh, sort of been involved with in the England setup, of course. Um and I think what's interesting there is you've you've all kind of had a little bit of a taste of international cricket, so so you've actually got even though you're all quite young still you've actually got a bit of experience behind you as well. And as you say, that fantastic blend with, with some of the seniors and Samit Patel as well, one of my uh, kind of favorite yeah. cricketers on the, on the county scene. He's a great character as well. So yeah. so yeah, I think I think it's a great kind of blend as you say for, for the team going forward. So in terms of the season ahead, I think uh, that the rumors coming out um, from from the ECB are that there will be like a, uh, a reduced first class tournament so a regional tournament involving six teams from three regions so potentially five uh, first class games for each county um, six I guess if you if you get to the final um, do you sort of set yourself any personal goals in terms of runs looking at kind of potentially how many games you might be involved in?
1: Um, not particularly a no to be perfectly honest I think um, I mean obviously it's, it's, it's a reduced season now um, and like you say there will be five games within the group and then hopefully if we can get to the final that'll be a sixth but um, you know I think what I've probably learn over the years is to try and take each game as it comes, not to, not to set yourself any goals or anything like that, that you, you know, you want to, um, that might take your mind away from the the present. I think it's just important to almost take each day as it comes as well. Um, whether it's training or playing a game and just trying to perform at your best on that, on that particular day and then see where, see where that takes you. Um, Sometimes you can start looking or thinking too far ahead, which, you know, I'm wary of. So, um, you know, I find myself not wanting to set too many goals, but trying to be um, a little bit more spontaneous in terms of, you know, if, if in the moment I feel like um, I want to push towards something, then uh, in the team's interest, then I will I will push towards that. But apart from that, on an individual level, um, I'll try and just take each day as it comes and try and perform at the best.
0: If you were watching the test match, uh, at the start of the test match, in fact, this morning, it was almost dominated, and rightly so, I think, by uh, a lot of the Black Lives Matter uh, issues in terms of both teams taking the knee. And I think, in general, there's been a real kind of broader conversation uh, within cricket about, um, you know, the lack of representation from AME communities throughout, I guess, all. Different levels of the game. I'd be really interested to hear sort of your views on it, um, and in particular, you know, your views as a, as a sort of a, a player of South Asian descent. Um, in terms of their, well, my take on it is that there's a huge talent pool out there of South Asian cricketers. As you know, we know that uh, club cricket, club cricket, recreational cricket is is, is dominated in some areas by. Um, South Asian players but um do you think um you know that more can be done to to kind of harness some of that talent?
1: Look I think um I definitely agree with you that there is a lot of talent um out there for sure um and I think it's it's probably a case of um responsibility responsibility being taken from both both from both sides I'd say um I think, you know, individuals and families, you know, from, say, South Asian background also uh, need to understand the, the demands of professional cricket and what it takes to reach that level. Um, I think Maureen Ali actually has spoken quite a lot on, about the discipline that it requires, and sometimes that um, that's where people of South Asian descent have faltered in terms of keeping up with fitness standards or Fielding or you know things like that, um, and you know similarly, like you say, there is a lot of talent out there. Um, and to be fair, I think the ECB are looking into reasons why that may not be shown at the highest level or um, in professional cricket as a whole. Um, and you know, I've I've seen schemes like like South Asian talent schemes being taking place in in Lancashire when I was there. So. I think, slowly but surely, people do recognise that and are starting to take steps towards that, which is good. Um, but like I say, I think it's important for both parties to understand what it takes for that to happen. Um, and individuals um, need to take responsibility as well to to give themselves the best chance. And, you know, hopefully people like myself, but you've got people like Mo and Ali and Adil Rashid being involved in uh, World Cup Inside. Um, show examples of what can be achieved and what can be done if um, if you're good enough and if you do the right things over a long period of time.
0: I wanted to now kind of rewind then from, from the present, from the present day, back to uh, the winter of 2016, so I'm sure you remember it well. It was uh, a two-legged tour that began in Bangladesh in October and then on to India. Uh, for five tests afterwards, so um, I think yeah, you know your your performances in your debut test are kind of well documented. That test in Rajkot where you you know scored that fantastic eighty two in the second innings, um, that that. Obviously, from a personal uh perspective was was a fantastic start to your career. Um obviously the series didn't go quite so well as England. They lost 4-0, and then obviously you you had that injury yourself in the in the third test. But what I wanted to kind of focus on a little bit more was the first leg of that tour, which obviously took place in Bangladesh. Um so this was, I guess, really your first taste of um, Kind of international cricket being involved in the you know, in the England setup. Just interested to hear kind of some of your recollections from um, you know that the, the two tests that you were involved in in Bangladesh.
1: Yeah, I, I guess my recollection from that series um, was that it was tough, hard fought cricket from both sides. Um, if I'm If I'm not wrong, I think that series was drawn uh, one all. Um, And I guess, like you say, it gave me a taste of what international cricket is about. Um, You know, I still remember playing a couple of warm up games actually when Alistair Cook was, I think he flew out late because his wife was having, uh, was giving birth to, I think, their third child or fourth child or something like that. which meant that, you know, I got um, I was able to play a couple of warm-up games and I think I got 50 in one of them. Um, but I remember how hard I had to work to get those 50 runs and um, obviously the heat, the everything that comes with those conditions, the heat, the challenge of facing spin bowling, um, obviously different conditions in terms of the wickets as well. Um, so that was, all, that was all new to me. It was my first time in Bangladesh.
0: Did you enjoy just the experience of being in Bangladesh in general? I guess. Well, I remember the tour myself because, because obviously I was out there and there was very strict security. Um, I know for the sort of players and uh, you know the squad and everyone involved in the setup. But did you get you know a sense of the country? I guess and, and the you know the people.
1: But well, I think the the one thing I'd say is the overriding feeling that I, I remember from that is um, just looking at the passion. You know, obviously, because we had our police escorts to the ground back and, uh, back and from training. Um, and just the number of people that would stand on the roads just to see um, see us go past in a coach. And just the passion for the game. I remember, obviously, once the game started, the number of people that flocked in to watch and the support that they had um, and the passion that they had for, for the game. And not only that, I think they the, the Bangladeshi people also Um, appreciate the fact that England had toured because obviously a number of countries had um, refused to tour due to security concerns and all that kind of stuff. But I think they genuinely appreciated the fact that, um, you know, we were happy to tour and that came through as well. And, um, you know, like I say, it was, it was actually an incredible place for me to um, watch my um, first kind of, I'll get my first kind of taste of international cricket um, from from a live perspective, um, and and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what I took away from that was, um, well, actually, I, I actually think it prepared me for for the India series because I was able to, you know, watch and watch from such a close close way, and also suddenly I was able to talk to a lot of players and um, almost learn from their experiences, and I think that helped me um, and prepared me for for the India series a bit better.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with what you were saying about the uh, well, Bangladesh in general. The, the sort of Bangladesh cricket board and the fans were were hugely appreciative of uh, England touring because, as you rightly say, there were there were real concerns right up until you know um, sort of a few weeks before the tour actually sort of taking place. So yeah, the, the Bangladesh. Crowd were hugely appreciative, and actually, from uh, from what I can remember, it was a really, as you say, a really closely fought um, series. Uh, it was drawn one one, but but um, uh, Bangladesh winning the test in Dhaka, the second test, the first time they they beat England uh, in in a test match. But actually, for me, the first test was in Chittagong was like the real thrilling test match, and I, I remember at the time after the game Stuart Broad said it was in his top five tests that he played in in all time because of just you know, the close nature of the, of the game England ran out winners in the end by by twenty two runs um, real interesting run chase uh, set up there for Bangladesh in the last innings chasing about two hundred and eighty. I remember on the third evening a little bit controversially sort of the game uh, sort of was was or, or the day's play was ended due to bad light. When I thought the momentum actually was really was with Bangladesh at the time, they still had about thirty runs to get. And part of me thinks even if they played another, I do twenty minutes, perhaps, perhaps they could have won that game. But of course, we can't we can't live with perhaps. It's it's, uh, it's sort of <laughs> a reality, unfortunately. Um, one thing I've been dying to ask you actually about that test because again that was the first time that I sort of saw you up close and personal I remember you were uh, training hard actually during all the intervals and uh, the first time actually I met your brother and your father was on the uh, on the edge of the ground you were you were having nets I think Otis Gibson was giving you some throwdowns, downs uh, but, and your father actually coaching you from uh, just behind where you were standing um, but also, I remember you actually um, did come on as sub fielder. I can't remember for part of that game. I'm trying to remember what day it was. Maybe it was on day three. Um, it might have. Been,
1: I couldn't tell you, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: But all I remember. Well, the reason why I remember is like not long, long after you came on, there was a bit of a half chance you were fielding. I can't remember. Yeah. That.
1: No, I do, I do remember that actually. Yeah. Oh, I think
0: I it was. Um... Or somewhere, and there was like a bit of a half chance, and. Yeah. It was about a metre short of where you were standing. Um, but, if it, you know, it, it kind of made me uh, kind of smile a bit because, you know, that was your first kind of introduction to international cricket and, you know, you were you were kind of really in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I do remember that, actually. Um, yeah, I came on a sub-fielder and I think I was... At, I was hovering at mid off, I think. And tamim um, Iqbal actually, I think... I'm pretty sure it was Gareth Batty bowling um and he i think ran down and tried hitting it over the top and it went over my shoulder um and i put it down actually <laughs> yeah uh, but that was my first first taste of international cricket right there um which wasn't what you dream of or what you think about when you're uh thinking of making your first appearance in international cricket but um yeah it was it was something that happened and um Yeah, I guess it's it's just something that I can look back on and have a little laugh about.
0: Um, Just interesting to know if you actually kind of keep tabs on Bangladesh cricket in particular, and if there are any kind of particular cricketers that you look to follow in terms of kind of following their performances.
1: Do you know what? My dad's actually a a big um, big Bangladesh supporter. I mean, he likes a lot of the players, so. Um, you know, we love watching, like, obviously, you've got Shaqib and you've got um, Mushfiqur Rahim. You've got Tamim Iqbal. You've got um, so many good players, obviously, on the bowling side. You've got Mustafizur Rahman. Um, so, no, I think from a batting perspective, we actually really enjoy watching Shaqib and uh, Mushfiqur. Um, and I think they had a really good partnership against the West Indies, was it, last year in the World Cup? Um, That's I think, right. I yeah. think Linton L- 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 Das. I think got a few runs as well, and I think I think he's a very good player as well, actually. Um, so no, there's, there's a number of players that I admire from the Bangladesh setup. Um, obviously, in terms of longevity, you've got Shakib and Mushfiqur who have had long and successful careers, and obviously Tamim as well. Tamim, um, actually, I remember in that second the series that you're talking about, um, my first series international cricket, um, the second Test match. I'm sure he got 100 in, in Dhaka. Um and he batted, you know, he batted extremely well. It was, it was, again, watching from up close, it's different to what you watch on TV, and the game is, and I don't think, I often find myself telling people that the game looks a lot easier on TV than it is a real, I can assure you. Um, but the way he he took on our bowlers in that innings and scored a 100 was actually really impressive to see, and... Um, yeah, he's obviously another player that's had a long and successful career for Bangladesh so far. He's now captain as well, so.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like you say, I think Tommy Nick Bar's generally done very well against England. He scored a century against some lords back in, I think that was in 2010, a little while ago. So yeah, as you say, he's, he's certainly got long <laughs> and uh, yeah, a fantastic uh, player for Bangladesh and in all formats of the game. Um that kind of brings me on to, um, I guess, a little bit about your future and kind of where you see yourself. But firstly, I wanted to to, to ask you about sort of franchise cricket, I guess. And, and obviously, there is the Bangladesh Premier League that's been going for a few years now and, and actually had a good number of England players um, playing in, in BPL. Quite a number of the, the England World Cup winning team from last year were actually involved or have been involved in people over the years, people like Jason Roy, Joffrey Archer, Morgan himself. Um, last year, people like David Milan had a very successful season, William Gregory as well. Um, I'm just wondering, well, I guess there's two parts to my question. Firstly, in the future, do you see yourself as a multi-format player? And then secondly, um, if you do, would something like the BPL interest you as a, as an opportunity to to play abroad?
1: Um, I think the response, yeah, my answer to both your questions is yes. Um, in terms of the multi-format um, player, I think that's something that you know I've been working on, but also I think for me, it's allowing that to evolve all the time as well. I'm still. I'm still 23 years old, so I'm still relatively young in terms of, um, you know, my playing career, hopefully. Um, and, and yeah, I, I mean, you've just got to look at guys around the world who have had most success, I'd say, over all three formats. And they're players who are strong test players, but are able to adapt their games to the shorter format successfully. Um, and... You know, that's something that I aspire to and they're the guys that I look up to in terms of being able to achieve that. Um, and the BPL, again, of course, I mean, it's um, it's a tournament that I've spoken to um, a lot of guys that have gone over there and played about and they've all got good things to say. I mean, they all really enjoy playing there. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, obviously the way T20 cricket's going right now, it's only going in one direction. I think the BPL is, you know, slowly emerging as um, quite a big tournament around the world. So, for sure, I'd love to be involved in that someday.
0: That brings me on then, I guess, towards the end of our conversation now. And, um, just, yeah, what what do you think the future holds for you? I mean, obviously, you know, you want to be involved again in, in the England setup, But do you kind of set yourself like almost a a plan to to kind of get there? Is it the case of just kind of planning out some small steps?
1: No, I don't think so. I think I'll go back to the point I made earlier about, you know, taking each day as it comes and each game as it comes and not looking too far ahead. I think, you know, that's the way I approached the season when I did get selected for England. I mean, there were no set plans that I had about playing for England and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, these things evolve and, you know, as you'll know, the game the game changes quickly and a lot happens quickly as well. Um, so, you know, I'll just let that evolve naturally and hopefully if I can do the right things over um, over a period of time, then hopefully that will um, take care of itself as well.
0: I think, you know, you, you obviously have so much to offer the game, not only to knots, but I'm sure to, to England in the future. So I kind of wish you all the best luck in the world with that. And once again, thank you so much for for taking part. As I say, you know you you were a big hit in Bangladesh while I was there. Undoubtedly, the crowds certainly sort of took to you and and uh, the way you play your cricket. So um, and I guess you know again, you are an inspiration as well to many sort of young cricketers, emerging cricketers from Salvation communities. So um, wish you all the best uh, in your future endeavours and. Uh, Hope you go well for this evening.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for for having me. Good to chat.